0: guys and welcome back to the football and laws podcast my name is caleb and i'm joined as always by my co-host justin haynes how's it going hey what's uh hey what's going on everybody wait 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 a minute here You're you're not justin the the, the titans are the best uh involves oh, yeah. number one. Oh, you know what that sounds that sounds about right well everybody welcome in mr travis turner he is co host hey, with me He's co-hosting with me today because Justin's on vacation, so he'll have something to listen to in the morning. Oh, what's going on, dude? Pretty good, pretty good. Excited to be here. Talk a little fancy football, oh, yeah. football in general. Football in general. Well, uh, some some couple things to talk about right off the bat before we really get started into things. I wanted to mention, mention some uh, college football stuff, specifically just Alabama, because I haven't looked at everybody's schedule. But me and Justin were talking about the uh, – the scheduling that they're doing because the sec is changing around with Oklahoma and Texas coming in Mm in 2024. So they have been debating on it. They're going to be doing eight game sec or like sec opponents or nine games. So the vote got eight for right now, but it'll probably end up changing to nine eventually. So with that, you get permanent opponents and everything like that, instead of it being East versus West, it's all going to be combined together, I believe is what's happening. So Mm -hmm. before it would be, Alabama would face everybody in their division and then like one or two opponents on the other side of the division. Right. Mm -hmm. Well now they got their games for the home and away in 2024 and Alabama has at home. And this is pretty huge. They have Auburn, which was a given. They're Mm -hmm. pretty much going to be their like permanent opponent, Missouri, South Carolina. So already two teams that you don't normally play like it. And then Georgia, Georgia's oh, the big hitter right there. Georgia is going to be a um home game for Alabama. Super stoked about that. Um, um, Kirby Smart versus Nick Saban. It's gonna be a hell of a matchup. Um, the away games will be LSU, which everyone kind of figured that was gonna happen. Uh Oklahoma, which honestly, I'm not hmm. surprised that they get Oklahoma first <laughs> over Texas, because uh Texas had the home and home series of Alabama so. They played at Texas last year, and uh, Alabama plays Texas this year at home. I think it's like the second or third game, maybe. Mm-hmm. I forget. Um, the other two teams are Tennessee, which that was probably going to be a given That's that they'd fun. get, and Vanderbilt. So I'm pretty excited about that one because it's going to be uh, here in Nashville. So but I'll yeah. probably, I'll probably buy tickets to go to that game. Honestly. So last year I was able to go see the Vanderbilt Alabama game with my grandpa, and my mom. So it's pretty cool that um, Vanderbilt's coming, or <laughs> Vanderbilt's coming, Alabama's coming to Vanderbilt this time around. Mm-hmm. I guarantee your tickets will be probably cheaper. Um, it depends on what time of the season the game is. Exactly. Um, but I, I'm I'm pretty excited about it. So I'll probably go to that one. But I like going to home games. So if the price is right, that Alabama Georgia game. I'd love to go to that, but it's gonna be expensive. There's gonna be some dogs in that game. Damn right. You got a you got a favorite college football team at all? I or follow. You... I used to follow uh, USC. Really? Okay. That I mean that yeah, makes yeah. sense. That tracks. I I, I keep a uh, keep an eye out on them, but the whole college space, yeah, it's kind of. You just wait till they get to the NFL, huh? Slick, honestly. <laughs> Big Saints fan. That's okay. All right. Well, moving on. Um, what do you think about some of these other guys getting dropped recently? One of the big news: Dalvin Cook got release. I, I didn't expect it. See, I really didn't. That was one of those things where I, I thought for sure he was going to be traded. Mm-hmm. Traded. Um, besides being dropped, and now it makes me think about other times where teams were having conflicts with with uh, players and their um, pay and stuff. And it kind of reminisces a little bit, just Smidge about Amari Cooper when they could either release him or trade him. And now it's it's not that bad of an idea now that they could have just traded away Dalvin Cook and got like a fifth or sixth round pick instead of nothing. Mm-hmm. But on it, the other hand, I don't think anybody would try to really go after that. It does come off right after Hop being cut. Yeah. When I thought he would have been traded. So I'm wondering – if something with the cap space is coming down where it makes sense for these GMs to just cut loose off of these, some of these older guys. Well, what, what it is is like, these players are asking for so much money, which a lot of them are rightfully deserved to have that kind of money, but they got to spend it on other places. Like for instance, with uh, Tennessee, they've got a problem right now where we still don't know what's going to happen with Kevin Byard because Mm -hmm. they asked him to take a pay cut a while ago. And he, he's still doing his own thing. He's still kicking around and stuff, but they got to make a decision on that. And if they sign D-Hop, then, you know, they, they got to make the money for him somehow. So it's got to be a little bit worried about what's going to happen. You already got Jeffrey Simmons signed. Derrick Henry's not going to go anywhere. You mm-hmm. could look to maybe trade one of your quarterbacks away, but it's not going to be Tannehill because if you're getting DeAndre Hopkins on your team, you do not want to trade away your veteran quarterback. You look for Malik Willis to probably be going somewhere, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what landing spots do you expect for Cooks and Hopkins? Well, well, here's the thing. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is going to visit the Patriots soon. I don't know if there is a set date, but it's going to happen. He just recently visited the Titans, and he stayed for the entire weekend. I think he might have just left yesterday. Yesterday being Tuesday or um, Monday, one of those two days he left. I don't remember. He was over the weekend. He went to CMA Fest, had a good time, posted a couple pictures and stuff. I felt like we were courting him pretty hard. Exactly. And especially uh, Titans being the first visit, um, very, very cool to see. But DeAndre Hopkins is supposed to be visiting the Patriots soon. Of course, I got Bill O'Brien back there as offensive coordinator, former coach of DeAndre Hopkins. Mm -hmm. So there's some ties there. They have no bad blood with each other or anything like that. So it's a possibility of that happening. Other than that, those are the two teams. That have scheduled interviews and stuff. I'm sure there will be more. You don't look for a decision to be made anytime soon until summer camps start in July. Um, I hope DeAndre Hopkins could come to the Titans, but at the same time, if if he's doing it for the money, mm-hmm. go to the Titans. Cause he's gonna he's gonna get targets. He's gonna be the number one guy immediately. They'll probably pay him because they have nobody receiver besides Traylon Burks. And if he goes down, who do you got? Nobody. Mm -hmm. Um, Patriots would be good, a a good addition, but then you got him and Juju fighting for snaps. Um, but that's more of an aspect of looking for money and potential playoffs. I think if he was truly searching for like a playoff contending team, he would have already been signed by now. Well, yeah, but it's only been like two weeks and it's a process because you got to get your agents involved. You got to see what's right for you and your family and stuff too, where you want to move to or have a second home at, so it's all about environment as well, too. Um, as far as Dalvin Cook, that one's a little trickier because you have so many receivers, or not receivers, running backs that are on the table right now still. You got Leonard Fournette, who's available. You got Ezekiel Elliott, who's available. James Robinson, speaking of the Patriots, just got released yesterday um, because of lingering injuries, and they already have like a four running back backfield. They're deep. They're very deep, and they're all very good and competitive. So – James Robinson, you can throw him in the mix of running backs out there. Um, out of all those guys, Dalvin Cook is definitely the best, but he's looking for a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And per our sleeper app, um, it's this is like an update that came out yesterday. It says Dalvin Cook is a no rush, wants team who values him. It says free agent running back, Dalvin Cook said he is a no rush to sign with the team and that he wants to find the right fit. He added that he wants to find a team that values him as an athlete that will let him play good football and contribute to wins. So, you know, he's wanting him to be on a winning team, but also a Mm -hmm. team that's going to pay him. So, if you look at some teams that need a running back and that he's been linked to previously in rumors, the Jets potentially, um, it's still kind of out there if Brees Hall will be available week one. Um, But having that Dalvin Cook-Brees Hall matchup, as well as Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson on the offense. Uh, I mean, that they, is they gonna be insane. Move. I think they should push their t- chips, chips in for all it's worth. And a move like that, I feel like, is right in line. They're basically going to be doing exactly what the Bucks did when they won the Super Bowl and the Rams. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if not mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook, one of those running backs. Um, other fits he can maybe go to, um, Buccaneers. Need a running back. They got Rashad White. Um, this is his second or third year, I think, into the NFL. So, looking for the, some depth there. Mm-hmm. Um, Cowboys. Rashawn Penny's on the franchise tag right now, so if they want to go and spend money, Dalvin Cook could be an option. I do think the Cowboys go out and sign one of the guys not on the team right now, and I think Dalvin Cook fits mm-hmm. fits the Cowboys really well and there's always the possibility like Ezekiel Elliott could still come back to the Cowboys but mm-hmm. um we we've got like what 3 4 months till the season actually starts preseason and stuff so there's plenty of time and uh possibilities of moves to be made but um as as far as that goes that's pretty much the the latest news with players and stuff um one more thing did you see the um Netflix Uh, documentary series or whatever coming out i have not so they have this uh quarterback thing and it's kind of like the hard knock shit and it's going to be following kirk cousins marcus mariota and patrick mahomes coming out july 12th and it's it's so funny because all this shit's pre-recorded and stuff from the season so they have no way of knowing what's going to happen and it's you you got to hit with Patrick Mahomes, you got to hit with Kirk Cousins, and then Marcus Mariota. It's like that one's a little tricky. <laughs> of all the p- people you could have got, um, two truths and a lie. Exactly, exactly. No, no offense to Marcus Mariota, but he's kind of the odd one out there. I think he's like the backup for the Eagles now, uh, of, of of all teams. So it's kind of funny seeing a documentary come out. Um, but I think from watching the trailer earlier, it seems like they were kind of pinpointing like injuries and stuff to a quarterback. So that's why I think they picked Marcus Mariota because he himself has been injured so many times. And you got to pick yourself back up and attack, attack, attack and try to fight. Mm -hmm. So that'd be kind of cool to see. But that's just some more noteworthy stuff that I've seen over the week. Um, But yeah, you want to dive into some fantasy shit? Yeah, I mean, uh, a little quick dynasty question for you. Okay, what you got? Would you take Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, or Drake London? Would you take any one of those guys over Waddle, Higgins, or Devonta Smith? As it stands right now? Probably no. I would rather have all three of those other guys as opposed to them. Mm-hmm. Um, just for the sole fact Who are you say? You said Wilson, Alave, and the the three kind of like uh, rookies at wide receiver Mm -hmm. going into their sophomore season to look at. And then the three guys I feel like are really good talents. Like they've proven themselves at the position, Mm -hmm. but they have a really good guy in front of them. So as far, as far as that go, we've seen time and time again, that being the number two doesn't really solidify you as having less points. Um, maybe even more in some cases. Maybe even more. Um, Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, I know. were are pretty close in points. Let me pull it up real quick. So in our dynasty format, we do PPR. There's some bonus points here and there. Uh maybe I maybe I picked a bad example. I didn't realize Tyreek Hill did this damn good. Tyreek Hill careful. had three hundred and seventy six points. And Jalen Waddle 283. So, a hundred point difference, but 283 is a number one wide receiver on a lot of teams. Oh, a, lot, a lot. I mean, it, take Titans, for example. I think Dontre Hillard had the most touchdowns on the team for mm-hmm. receiving, and they don't even have on the damn team anymore, I don't think. You couldn't trade me enough DJ Moore's to come off Waddle. Exactly. So, Alave Wilson and London have a lot of potential. Wilson probably has the most. But, what worries me about them is all three of them, um, had different quarterbacks. Uh has got Derek Carr, who I hope Derek Carr does good, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a huge Derek Carr fan, but I'm not like against him, But he's always been downplayed in in his play, in his um um play skills and everything, but being on the Raiders and stuff, putting up with their shit, always having mediocre teams. Yeah, the John Gruden thing derailed yeah, it his career. Really messed up a lot of things. So him being on the new team with Sean Payne back, I'm not Sean Payne. God, um I'm losing my fucking mind now. I don't know why I said Sean Payne. <laughs> but have, having um a, a good team for the Saints, uh, I think could propel him a little bit more with Alave. Um you get the whole Michael Thomas thing. Is he actually going to play um If not Olave's number one guy by far. Uh Rodgers and Garrett Wilson. You got Rogers for a couple years. Like, I don't know if he's going to play like Brady until he's 42. But you got a couple years with him. But after he's gone, it's just like, all right, who's his quarterback next? Same thing with the Falcons with Drake London. You got Desmond Ritter, second year for him. But it's just like, is he really your guy? Um, you got to two or three good quarterbacks coming out of college next year. If they have another early draft pick, you might see them want to take a potentially potential quarterback early on, especially if you got Caleb Williams in the mix. Oh, yeah, match him up with London. Mm-hmm. That'd be beautiful. Ooh, excuse me. Got a little cough going, or not cough, though. Burp. <laughs> so um, that's where I stand on that. T. Higgins, I mean, you got Joe Burrow throwing to you. That that's obvious. Devontae Smith, you got Jalen Hurts throwing too. Mm-hmm. And then Waddle, you got Tua. So all three of those guys, minus minus two in his injuries, but you look at his stats last year, like besides that concussion, he was playing phenomenal. He really wasn't out that many games. Um, even without Tua last year, uh Jalen Waddle was still performing to put up that many points. So uh you know that that that's kind of my standpoint on how that goes. I mean the the young guys will always have a uh, a, a value to them in dynasty formats because mm-hmm. the, the younger the better and it lasts you longer. Sometimes it's not always the case though. The but, other guys are old too. Yeah, they're only like two, three years into this <laughs> into their careers. So I don't know. I have a lot of shares in the sophomore guys. Mm-hmm. And it's something I've seen like I, I do have them rate it lower. Than the than the other guys as mm-hmm. of now, but I would not be shocked by the end of the season if two of them have officially passed the other ones. Yeah, and, and things could definitely change. Um, I think after a year with these quarterbacks being on their new teams, developing more, especially as the season goes on, all these receivers have potential of really showing out. But they need more time to adapt and get used to them. It's hard being a receiver in the NFL going into your second year with a different quarterback than you already have. Mm-hmm. So right off the rip, honestly. Uh, Drake London's got an advantage because he's already played with Desmond Ritter last year a little bit mm-hmm. um, as far as that goes. But and yeah. people are hyping up Aaron Rodgers being at the Jets, that's the one I'm almost the most scared about. Yeah, I want Aaron Rodgers to do good, honestly. He deserves another Super Bowl. It's kind of sucks that the Packers gave up on him, mm-hmm. but I I'm skeptical about it, honestly. If I think their offense is going to be good. Don't get me wrong, but it's just it's really going to be a hit or miss for the Jets because their defense is amazing. But oh, thanks, sorry. Um, their defense is amazing, but if Aaron Rodgers can't pick up the pieces on the offense, and they've already had like they had what uh, Zach Wilson and Mike White playing for mm-hmm. them, and they still perform pretty well, but there were so many times where the defense like popped off for them, and the offense not take care of business as a Garrett Wilson owner. I, I will be so mad next year every every time Randall Cobb catches a ball. And this is like you, Aaron. What are you doing? I almost forgot about that. That he literally got half of his fucking like veteran receivers on that team. I am mm-hmm. surprised Devontae Adams is on the team. Oh man! But let's look at some other stuff on Dynasty. Uh, you you did a lot. A lot of trades in just the past week alone. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? Um in the league you're referring to, it's unfortunately I'm I'm adding another year to the rebuild. (laughs) And within that, I'm a man that likes to hedge a bet. And I had a lot of running backs. And if somebody can come around and get me out of a guy. I'll let him. (laughs) So that involved him having the first overall pick and getting uh, Bijan uh, Robinson. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he traded him away for two first round picks. Now, that does need to be explained because on face value, ridiculous. Mm -hmm. If I told you in like a 12 man league, I gave up Bijan for two firsts, it's like, did he just give up the 110 and 112 for Bijan? (laughs) But the thing is, if you look into it, the two picks I acquired, along with mine, I think give me a hundred percent chance at the one on one next year. So in my head, I looked at it as I trade Bijan Robinson for Marvin Harrison Jr. which who's <laughs> he play for? Ohio State. Man, it's hard to risk any. Is he a receiver? Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's the thing. What's worrisome about that is they're going in and they don't even know who their quarterback is yet, which that happens with every team every single year. You don't know who your quarterback is until the season starts, really. I'm not big on Ohio State this year. I'm not saying they're going to do bad. I haven't seen their schedule. I just have a hunch that the Ohio State rage is going to slowly start to die down. Mm -hmm. You know, they're probably still going to win seven, eight games, but I don't think they're going to be like star-studded people. So, if you want that guy with the one oh one, you know do it. They've already mm-hmm. produced a bunch of great receivers in the previous years uh, i I bet you will end up changing your mind though at the end of the season, potentially just because like there's a lot of talent out there, obviously. I don't know what's gonna happen. nobody knows what's gonna happen, but i wouldn't I wouldn't put all your eggs in one basket for one guy just yet mm-hmm. um it's it's hard to take. And at the end of the day, I, I looked at my team and I didn't think I was going to compete this year, even with Bijan. So, might as well get rid of him young and get some picks out of it. At its very lowest, I think I traded the 101 for the 101. So, so it who, could be a waste of time at yeah. the end of the day. But who had the picks? Like, whose are they? Are they like, is their team really bad or something? Or did they come in place last year? Yes. Wh- one of the teams is his. Main three guys are uh Derrick Henry, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey. And after that, it is it's pretty thin, so that guy's like sitting on the ropes. I mean, that's pretty dangerous on its own, still because they all put 20 points up that's 60 points, man, mm-hmm. just for those three guys. And then if you fill in here and there, each guy gets 10 points, you can still win some games potentially, but. I guess I, I can see where you're coming from. There's probably some more people worse off. I need to probably start doing some trades in that league my, myself soon. But the trades, everybody, no no offense, mm-hmm. <laughs> not just you and everybody in that league have been doing such like. Picks are incredibly undervalued. Oh, God, it's incredibly it's so undervalued. fucking bad. It's to the point where I don't want to do any trades with any of these people because they don't know what a real trade looks like. Like the two most recent ones look exactly like a redraft trade. Like this guy, the dude who came in first last year, mind you, I came in third. But this guy has been trying to get Damian Pierce for the longest time, and then also Debo Samuel. So this is the trade he sends me. He wants to give me Joe Burrow, twenty twenty four first, uh, twenty twenty four second. 2025 second and 2026 first and then I give him Damian Pierce and Debo Samuel but I also get Joe Burrow but my other quarterbacks I have right now are Derek Carr Russell Wilson and I got Matthew Stafford and Sam Howell so it's like I I can oh and um I still got Kenny Pickett too so I can plug any of those quarterbacks in and they'll probably maybe get like I don't know 10 points well we'll I mean, 10 points is still a lot of points. Like quarterbacks can range from fucking 15 to 40 points any given week. I've gotten negative from a quarterback. Like it, it's it, the possibility is endless. So having Joe Burrow getting up Damian Pierce and Debo Samuel, no, nah, that's fucking idiotic. It just doesn't match team construction on the yeah. baseline. You and then already if, have too many quarterbacks. If I get rid of them too, then that means I would have to fill in. I would have to put in Cordell Patterson or Deontay Foreman as one of my starting running backs instead of Damian Pierce. That's not what you want to be doing. And then receivers, I'd have to put in like fucking do I don't even know who I'd put in. I'm high. I got Mingo. I drafted Mingo in the first round. I have high hopes for him to do good. So we'll see what happens. But I I decline that in a heartbeat. I like the little tight end stash you've built up in the league. Oh. <laughs> I went and picked up a bunch of people immediately, but I that, uh, what's his name? Sam, Sam Laporta, tight end that got drafted for the Lions. I drafted him in both of our dynasty leagues because he was going to be the number two receiver. <laughs> guarantee it. Damn, I keep hiccuping and like burping. Sorry. I, I can almost guarantee if it's not next year, it's going to be soon. He's, mm-hmm. he's, um, Kind of, kind of a bigger dude. He can catch the ball. He can block. Um but with the whole receiving issues with the Lions right now, it they Everything. need they need some targets. And especially having Jameson Williams suspended for the six games, he, that's his time to shine. Somebody comes back, might take away a lot of snaps from him, but that's okay. We were talking earlier about the Lions and how they throw the ball a lot, because they a lot of the games they're behind a lot. Now I think the Lions got a a lot better team coming up soon. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially now with the Packers, with how they're being, they've got a better chance of winning the division this year than they've ever had in the previous seasons. So they might not have that many uh, games from behind to be tossing the ball 40 times. But, like, Mm -hmm. if there was a tight end to get in that draft, Sam Laporta was definitely one of them. And he's already getting big big praise from the coaches in um, OTAs the past couple weeks yeah Jared Goff is definitely on like my buy buy low sheet mm-hmm. if, I, if I could get a deal done for him yeah I know a lot of people gave Jared Goff a lot of hate but he is one of those guys who is, he might save his career honestly mm-hmm. there's a there's a solid chance and they got Hendon Hooker to look forward to I'm pretty sure he got drafted by the Lions right yeah yeah I'm a Hendon Hooker fan and it's like the more research I'm doing on Goff as of late, it's just like, ooh, maybe I was too high yeah. on Hendon Hooker just coming in. And well, Hendon Hooker, he, I don't think he'll be available for the start of the season anyways. I, I had to look at his timetable for recovery still mm-hmm. for when he got injured last year. Um, But either way, he'll be like backing up at some point during the season. Um, But I, I don't know, Jared Goff, I think he's still got a, a good couple years left in him oh. and it, it, you could see it if he does do good next year. And for whatever reason they want to move forward with Henan Hooker or draft another quarterback or do a trade, they could trade him off somewhere else, and then you know he could. <laughs> Man, I think money. if he went back to the Rams, it was just that <laughs> there's there's no <laughs> chance that. that thing just again, but imagine if he did get traded, and then the fucking Lions won a Super Bowl. <laughs> that would be hilarious. I don't know. Not even going zero and sixteen broke the curse for them, so I don't know what it's going to take. Dude, it'll be so bad. Well, what else we got? What else we got to talk about here? Um, tell us about this uh spreadsheet you were telling about earlier. If you want to talk about that, yeah, it's uh, a. It's very groundwork. but me and uh my buddy Aaron Stewart, we are shout out Aaron. <laughs> she shout out in in, in the dynasty league. <laughs> Making moves, the recipient of Bijan in the trade we were talking about, so Mm -hmm. close to home. Some may even call it collusion. Yeah. (laughs) Oh Oh, boy. Oh boy. We 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 about had a town council council (laughs) meeting. We had to get everybody involved, but you know, explain what draft picks are worth. Yeah. I mean, it's it was it was absolutely fucking hilarious. But yeah, tell us about that though. Oh yeah, but the spreadsheet. Hopefully, we're working on uh how to say it just a, a value charting system mm-hmm. and essentially if anyone you use, has used uh, keep trade cut or dfl or any of the other trade calculators out there you, you know they're not perfect, <laughs> and I never are, and they never will be. But we think we could possibly hone down on a much more realistic take on these guys because mm-hmm. you it you get into some of these websites and the numbers can be like we are looking at it's like like do you think Pittman and uh, like. Who, who was it? It was oh, it was, it was somebody else. But uh, essentially the point is, is uh, Pittman last year, he mm-hmm. had Matt Ryan throwing him the ball. Yep. And if you go look on like keep trade cut, his value is criminally low. Go look at any receiver in the range they have Pittman. Mm-hmm. And it's like Pittman is way better than all those other guys. And it's like we're trying to work out a system where – it reads into guys like that and gives you more accurate readings. Yeah. And I guess at the end of the day, a lot of it, you can crunch numbers all day. Um, when it comes to trading, a lot of it will be about perspective of what 100%. people like players, but it's good to have insight on, uh, on what value people have. Um, it, It's always hit or miss. Some things will be better than others all the time, but it's good to see you guys are taking steps and doing your own thing. I mean, mm-hmm. it, like you said it's still in the works nothing crazy but it's a fun pastime activity to look at and you'll mm-hmm. be able to use it for your strategies and one oh, hundred help you you win some money in the future and shit and maybe eventually help other people i think at his baseline whether or not how um successful it is at, pre- at predicting you know fantasy points mm-hmm. i think it will be a physical representation of our fantasy thoughts mm-hmm. and when it goes off I think you can kind of aim your judgment better because we all have these theories and thoughts and hot takes. And then throughout the year, you kind of get your ideas lost a little bit. And it's like, what exactly was I even trying to, especially in redraft mm-hmm. you know, midway through the season? It's like, what was my, what was I thinking during the draft when I drafted this guy? Oh yeah. Redrafts like strategies can change like a, a flick of a wrist in that. So at least having like, this is what I was trying to hit. Mm-hmm. And just on paper, I think it will be a, a huge advantage over a lot of people. Well, good. I mean, it's it's good to have something to look at. Well, you you got anything else for us before we start wrapping things up? No. Um. Any any uh, hometown news? Anything going on? Any hometown news? Hometown news. Hometown news. I was, I oh uh, yeah. I don't follow hockey. I was about to ask about the Patriots, but the Stanley Cup just uh. This was one, wasn't it? Yeah, so the, I think the Golden Knights actually won two two championships we'll talk about for just a second. We won't get too much into it because I don't know much about hockey, but mm-hmm. Golden Knights won their championship, and that's kind of crazy because they've only been a team for, like, five years. So it makes you wonder, all right, Predators, what are you doing? You've been you've been at it a little bit longer before you mm-hmm. win. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you got the uh, Denver Nuggets. They just won their championship. Yeah, shout out to them. that, that was a good series. <laughs> I I honestly that was one of those things where I was happy with either winner. I don't follow NBA too much. I love basketball, I love mm-hmm. playing it, but I don't follow NBA as much as I used to. Yeah, it it really was a good finals. I was going to be happy if uh Njokic or I, I'm the worst with names. That's God, God forbid, Eastern European ones. Yeah, him or Jimmy Butler. Jimmy, but- like, yeah, love Jimmy Butler. Yeah, either one of them got a ring. Would have been happy. Yeah, so it's good to see that one of them did. I mean, you know, both teams are going to come back fuming next year. Like they're they're top teams to look at. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, fuck, fuck DraftKings. I, I will say that quick. honestly. Oh. I looked at this yesterday, dude i I I don't remember who was talking on the radio. I was listening to the radio and i I haven't made a bet in a couple weeks, and I was just itching for a random bet. So there was like a add plus plus two hundred odds to a um first uh first goalkeeper uh, first first guy to score a goal. and um the dude on the radio was talking I don't even remember what the guy's name is the player, but he was like, yeah, if you if there's any player you want to score a goal in tonight's game bet this guy he is gonna get one tonight Mm -hmm. and he's like one of the best players on the golden knights team so uh, his it was like plus 800 for him to be the first scorekeeper or the first god why do i keep saying that first (laughs) person to score a goal Uh uh-huh and he was just saying to bet him to score a goal right but i was like i see this other odd i'll just do it i put 10 bucks on it it boosted it up to a thousand. So, I would have won $110 off a of $10 bet if he scored the first goal. Great. That motherfucker didn't score one goal at all. So, I started thinking to myself, this guy hyped him up so bad. And they scored nine points. The Golden Knights by themselves. I think they won nine to three. How many hats was somebody getting a hat trick or like the nine people I, scored? I, and know, this I guy did did a have no one. idea. I just oh, know that apparently this guy that got hyped up did not score a goal and there were nine of them. So, How many people are on ice? That's a dumb question. It was five. I don't know, man. Is it like two entire signups? That's how bad. We need Justin for that one, but let it be known. I think it is five, but let it be known that I was – I I, I thought I would lose anyways, but for him to not score one at all, I just thought about how many people Mm -hmm. were listening to the radio on the drive home from work and were just like, yeah, I think I'll put five bucks on this. Just instantly lost your fucking money because this douchebag (laughs) So, should I ask you, Justin? We're going to put up the bat symbol get him back next week. You know, if he comes back, he's living life on vacation right now. But, anyways, guys, um, thank you all for listening. Um, thank you, Travis, for being here. Thanks for having me. And uh, catch you guys in the next one. Uh, tighten up, roll tide. Who that? Hey, there you go. I forgot he's a Saints fan. There you go. <laughs> See you guys next time.